0: Well, I would imagine after Lewis Riddick told us yesterday that you're not a good dancer or that he assumes you're not, then uh, that this is probably not happening.
1: Well, not happening would mean that it's not ever going to be happening in the future. It hasn't happened past tense okay. yet. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel like I want to be forced into my dance video. I feel like <laughs> I want to
2: feel my dance video.
0: Are you peer pressured? You're, you don't want that to be the case? Didn't you I volunteer? I you did volunteer, Elsie. That is a great point.
2: Were you forced into volunteering? I don't know that I volunteered. Did I volunteer? I don't know. Did I? You know the internet's got receipts, and hey, we have a podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. It's easy to go, easy back, and go, and go back and check. Yeah. yeah. Laura, what did you say?
3: Um, He's not doing it. He said oh, he no, doesn't he's... feel like he doesn't want to be pressured. He was in the Zoom meeting with Greg and I, and yeah, he's like, uh, I'm not. Ooh,
0: you said that before Ooh. me and LZ popped on, that you didn't want to be
1: wow. pressured? Wow.
4: Okay. Yeah, he yeah. also
0: he also said that he's
4: like he's gotta feel it. He this can't be just happen. <laughs> That's, <right. laughs>
1: That's right. And I compared it. You ready? I compared it. I said, Listen, if you Can meet you somebody and they go it? they go, hey, Can I'm a stand up comedian. It? You go, Yeah, tell me some jokes. So listen, I just wanna feel it. That's all. I was doing Peloton yesterday with my man oh. Alex Toussaint and he was making me feel it. I'm like, you know what? Maybe You weren't doing do the Cody?
0: What's that guy Cody that you yeah. said that dances no. really well?
1: Well, yeah, Cody I mean, LZ. Am I wrong? Is Cody not an awesome Peloton instructor and a great dancer?
2: I've actually have never Peloton with Cody before.
1: Well, I do think
2: because my husband does, and I don't want to be in a three-way relationship.
1: Right. That's right. (laughs) You you said that specifically. So, listen. I'm I'm going to make the video. I I gotta just feel it. You know. That's all. That's all I'm saying.
2: So you're saying you need to be drunk first. Basically. i'm
1: saying listen did sean mcveigh say a couple of vodkas and i'm ready to go he yeah. did okay let me have a. and couple. there's nothing wrong with admitting that
2: there's nothing wrong with it except you've been saying that for a week i know how right. long does it take but the this vodka. vodka yeah yeah i know we have right, a short you know show today um, we're only on till on.
1: 5 30 okay it's on it is on it is on tonight jack okay fair enough um but, all
0: but, right.
2: you, but you better be on beat okay go ahead george
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. You better be on beat. Unlike those referees last night who were teeing Ooh. up everybody. De- now, have you guys ever seen the movie Forget Paris before? Mm-hmm. Mm, um, no.
2: with Absolutely. Billy with Billy Crystal. Yeah, yeah. yeah Meg Ryan, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. yeah. No, not Meg Ryan. Oh, Deborah Winger. Deborah the, Winger. Uh, there we is go. Yeah, the female yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. In, the, in the romantic comedy. And at the so, end Scott, of the
2: movie, you- it says, Forget Paris!
0: <laughs> right,
1: yeah. So, Scott, you have never seen Forget Paris with Billy no, Crystal? No, no, I have seen, I've seen it, but, like, it doesn't resonate. Like, I don't recall oh, it, okay. go ahead. So,
0: the best part of the movie, because I'm a basketball dork, is... Uh, well, there's two parts. There's the beginning, where he, um, he calls a shot, uh, you know, in real time. But my favorite part of the movie is he's, like, losing it because he... Uh, You know, he's having a rough go because he he can't see his girlfriend for a long stretch of time. They've broken up or whatever it is. And he starts throwing everybody out. He's teeing everybody up. And he gets to Kareem and he tees up Kareem, and Kareem's like, what did I do, Mickey? People didn't come here to see you. And then he's like, all right, well, they didn't come to see you either. And he tosses him. He's like, (laughs) what? This is my farewell game. He goes, well, let me be the first to bid you farewell. (laughs) Um, I feel like that that is exactly what happened last night in the Lakers-Suns game. Frank Vogel's getting teed up. Devin Booker's getting tossed. What the hell happened last night, LZ?
2: It felt like some referees... For whatever reason, felt as if they weren't being respected and needed to put down their authority.
5: And what about the reviews? Oh, my goodness, the reviews. Oh, Michael. Hello, Michael. Hello.
2: What's up, sir? Hey,
5: boys. Cap, we got to do something about these reviews, man. These games last four hours now.
1: I'm telling you, man. Listen, let me just say this. I hate all referees. (laughs) I hate them in basketball. I hate them in football. I especially hate baseball umpires. Hey, listen, my man Mike Carey, I know you're driving around out there today. Great NFL referee. I'm sorry, brother. In real life, I like you. When you're on the field, I hate you. I hate all refs and all umpires. Horrendous. Nobody pays to see that guy, that ref last night with that ridiculous haircut of his. By the way, any of those kids, Bar Mitzvah, yet? And Devin Booker, can't believe that kid was tossed for that.
2: Yeah. I, I, mean, I will I, say I, this. I'm still trying to this. figure out why he was tossed. Uh, well, it's funny because. Yeah, good point. All right. So. What do you say? He
0: got really demonstrative, Devin Booker, with Mark Davis, who was the – and, Michael, you know he's – and LZ and Scott, he is – you know, he's been around the NBA for a long time. He was clearly the lead official yesterday. To Scott's point, the other two officials, uh, to quote Stephen A. Smith, uh, were probably just getting off Similac recently. (laughs) And and it's one of these deals where his issue was with Mark, and Mark wasn't even the one that teed him up either time.
6: It was
5: the other two guys. Like, it was crazy. Just listening in on the conversation. Listen, we're all adults here. Adults curse. Mm-hmm. When it's an emotional <laughs> game. We act like pe- uh, adults. Don't, I honestly can't have cursing in high school level, even in college. But when you get to the NBA, we're all adults here. We're grown men. Let them use profanity because they talk. this in the locker room. It's in the stances. Everywhere you go, it's part of, part of the uh, vocabulary now. And they act like when guys use the F word or, or something like that, you've got to tee them up. This, they got, this has got to stop. Psycho- I, I, it, I remember when I was a so young stupid. player, LZ. I came into the league, I was a rookie, and the referee back backing us, this is like 79, made a bad call. And I'll never forget the veteran says, what kind of bleeping call is that? And the referee looked at us <laughs> and said, shut the bleep up. It's just like that, and we, we, we played on.
2: That right. Because that's being an adult. Yes. And understanding the work environment. It would be different if you were a Sunday school teacher, you started cursing out yep. your students. Right. Then I could see that being an issue. Exactly. But on a basketball court, I know. on a game that matters,
0: yeah. And he's the Western Conference player of the month in February. It's not like he's some
2: nobody. You know, like he's an important player. Is is he on the top 10 list of most disrespected players in the league?
0: Well, LeBron said he's the most disrespected.
2: I don't know if he's the most, but between not being voted in by fans, Mm -hmm. between not initially being selected by coaches, and not being kicked out by refs, it feels as if he got the trifecta going in terms of disrespect.
5: That's because Phoenix has been such a a non-important franchise as far as standings and playoffs for the last 10 years since Steve Nash left so nobody right. they're like where Sacramento is now nobody really cares but now they've turned it around with Marty Williams so now Devin Booker's starting to get more notice but yeah.
1: still but still for, for the referees look I don't know exactly what he said okay but it doesn't even matter you're the referee your job is to officiate the game call fouls hand it to the guy when he's got to throw the ball in bounds do referee stuff blow a whistle but really to throw a guy out over nonsense Mm -hmm. i mean come on
2: especially a star player especially a star player and again I, i don't know if they felt as if they had been disrespected up to this point you know who knows everything that they managed during the first half and they just said you know what we're not doing this for the whole game and decided to just snap i don't know but what i do know is that commissioner silver needs to have a conversation with the ref union and say listen guys your role in this in this league is very important. But never mistake what your role is to what your place is. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. No About one's the, here to
2: see you. Right.
0: It's funny. So um, Matt Barnes, Laura, have that sound for me here in a second. Michael, I want you to hear this. So Matt Barnes was on uh, 95-7 The Game in San Francisco. They're the Warriors station. I'm sure you've been on there before. Yeah, this the other um, day. Yeah, and they, so the afternoon show there, had Matt on yesterday, like, so before this game. And they asked him about officiating in the NBA and is it better, is it worse? And here's what Matt had to say. And again, this is before the Devin Booker situation and Frank Vogel getting teed up and everybody getting teed up yesterday. Here's what Matt said.
3: Well, I think you hit it on the head. We need more transparency. We need these refs to be held accountable. When players mess up or Draymond gets double teed and fine. The world knows about it. But when these referees mess up, it's swept under the rug. Their grades need to be posted every day. Like our stats are posted every day. We need to know who's who. We need to know who's the best ref. We need to know who has the lowest ref. Just like they know what players, You know, that Steph's a great player and someone else may be kind of a bench player with their numbers. Like we need more transparency as far as what their scores are each game, how many calls they miss. Because I think if they do that and you're held accountable and the public knows how bad of a game you have, you're going to come out and try to have a much better game. But if you're able to have a bad game and, you know, have costly technical fouls that weren't really technical fouls and no one really makes a big deal of it, they're going to continue to do the same thing. So I definitely think there needs to be more transparency on the part of the refs. We need to, I don't know what it's called, whether they're scorecards or report card, whatever that that needs to be public. Now, Michael, I have been
0: a huge proponent of this for years, not just in the NBA, but in all sports. Why is it that the referees skate on these things and they don't get treated like everyone else in these leagues?
5: Because... The league is sensitive about the referees, too much focus being on the officials, you know, because of uh, gambling and do the referees favor this team or this player over that player? So they're kind of really sensitive about, they don't want to put the referees in that light. That's why they keep their grades secret uh, behind closed doors and not make them public for all the fans and other players to digest i think that they're worried about the referee's reputations and about if they're favoring one team or superstar over the other
1: that is a great idea though because seriously if every referee's stats were published and if in the day and age of analytics you could say this guy has called more fouls against lebron there seems to be some bias Guess what? Send him to a different game. Bring somebody else in that has
2: more even metrics. That's a freaking brilliant idea.
5: I think they know that, though, but they keep that in-house.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, they know that. and, And honestly, we know it, too. We just don't have a spreadsheet to gather all the information, but I we can that. do that ourselves. We can do that work ourselves. It's oh, all public information. Yeah.
5: And that happened in the past. There was a referee Jake O'Donnell was not allowed to call Blazer games cuz he had some kind of vendetta or issue with Clyde Drexler, and the Blazers what? complained about it, and uh, so he couldn't call any more Blazer games.
2: Was he jelly because he couldn't fly like Clyde? Oh,
5: well, I was so, I was jealous Scott, of that. Are you kidding me?
2: <laughs> <it? laughs> Scott to to
0: LZ's point and and uh, and MT's point. There is a website called nbastuffer.com. And on nbastuffer.com, you can find all sorts of stats, but they do keep referee stats. They keep... How many how many years experience a guy has on there home team win percentage home team point differential total points uh, it's mostly a gambling thing right like it's for gamblers uh, but the foul differential all sorts of stats it is pretty wild and it even tell you if he's just a crew member if he's a yeah. chief how many games he's been a chief for so they do they we do they're all those stats are available this is
1: unbelievable.
0: But you have to dive into it, and you I'm have just to know where to find it. it. And, and, I'm and, looking
2: just, at it now. I mean, the stats, I mean, basically those stats are available almost in every sport. I mean, tennis has those stats. Uh, football has those stats. You know how many games a person I is ref and good. you know when right. they call pass interference against whom and X, Y, and Z. So all the information is public yeah. knowledge. It's about whether or not you want to cobble it together right. to make a larger point, which should not be the, the, the role of the fans – it's either the role of us, the media, or more importantly, the role of actually the NBA itself to make sure that they're safeguarding themselves against improprieties. Wow, this is incredible so Michael, data. I would never
1: go here. I would never use this. Honestly, I'm not like making a joke. But the fact that that somebody has put together the referee stats with this sort of uh, with this level of depth, this is amazing. Scott,
2: are you not part of a ref fantasy basketball league? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> I'm not yet, but we should do one. I'm just Michael. Saying. Who would be your top three
0: referees? <laughs> and if Dick Bavetta's not on there, we're having uh, an argument
5: of all time. That's yeah. Uh, let's see. There was uh, Mendy Rudolph. There was Earl Strom, and um, you know Dick Bavetta was cool because he he would talk to you and he would let you emote without uh, teeing you up. Yeah. No,
2: Jerry Crawford.
5: No, no, Joey. I like Joey. No, hell, so no. I like Joey, but he was a little too too dictatorial. No, you know? he's too ornery for me. Yeah, yeah, no. I love he's that. Just, I
2: like Dick I Bavetta. love Dick Bavetta.
5: Yeah, Joey wouldn't. Joey wouldn't. Dick Bavetta
2: Harper used
0: too. to give me a little kiss on the cheek yeah. every time oh, yeah. he saw me at yeah, an arena. very a kiss, kiss on the cheek from Dick Bavetta. Yeah,
2: he liked how kiss. How, how did Mrs. Sedano feel about that?
0: No, it's, uh, It it's was the, pre-Mrs. Sitano, but oh, now. It's the yeah. European
2: so, yeah. uh, greeting, uh, LZ, you know about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. well, and right, and Michael knows this. The Caribbeans are like that, too. The G-
5: it's the Andrew Cuomo greeting. The fact
1: that you guys are no. talking about these refs. <laughs> <laughs> well,
5: he, well, he said that's how he greets people, men oh, and women. <laughs>
2: he said it, he said it, not me. He, I just was he, reading he, it. he did say it, and, and, and <laughs> I, I'll just say, Michael, I have met him, and I'm still waiting for my kiss. Go forward.
0: <laughs> so, Michael, did you just did you uh th- are you just are you bored of Mason in Ireland and figured like you know what let me go on let me go on this these guys shows because I feel like we can have a lot of fun yeah I'd like happens.
5: to hang around with the other best show on radio and that's you guys so I figure I'm sitting in the studio and I'm oh. not to do till five thirty so I'll just sit in there and hang out with you guys my a little favorite bit. part oh, when you, Michael
1: jumps you... in though is when he does there's no warning there's no caution yep. nobody says right. in our it's ear just, hey Michael's in. in the studio he's about to jump on it's just boom he just jumps in.
5: Yeah, that's how it is in, yeah. uh, in, in a house I grew up in or in, in the Bahamas. If you're just in the house, you just jump, just bust into the room. Just,
2: just jump in the room and start kissing people. <laughs>
5: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, this portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing
0: healthcare one person at a time.
5: I got kissed on the lips by Mickey Rooney. What's that all about? Ew. Wait, What? That's right. I was warming up at a game at the forum, and Mickey Rooney was courtside in his usual seat, and he and he's, you know, I was standing right next to him as I was getting ready to get in the layup line. He just, "Hey, Michael," I bend down and shake his hand. He pulls me down and gives me a kiss on the lips.
0: Mm. Mickey he's Rooney, not, he's oh, not that Caribbean. must be weird for you. Were you, were you a germaphobe back then too?
5: Uh, no, not as bad as I. I turned that in my thirties. No. Oh my God!
0: <laughs> what, was, what was Mickey my, Rooney? I, Scott doesn't know. Scott doesn't know about your germophobia. Let's do that on the other side. All right. Plus, um, let's get into some of the issues. By the way, the referees weren't the only problem yesterday. The Lakers had plenty of those too, oh, Michael. Oh, yeah, they So if too. you want to stick around, we're always happy to have you. Yeah, I'll stick around uh, Sedano. L-
5: I'll take out to th- okay, educate Sedano, Scott and on my, on, uh, my cleanliness.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, Sedano, LZ, and Cap <laughs> coming up. Don't forget, we're also giving away a Papa shot this week. So we're going to tell
6: you how we're going to do that as well. We're back in three minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Go to shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com/network.
0: Now, while I hear you say, and me too, man. Like I feel like you're trying to do a little shoulder, like uh, you know, like a little salsa shoulder dance right, going right, there in your right. chair. So, Donna, mm-hmm. does, I feel like that's what you're tr- you're trying to so do. So, Donna,
5: does Cap have the white man overbite when he dances? Oh, I don't know, At Kaplan. Kaplan, do you do that?
1: Uh no no I don't but I do do some other bar mitzvah style moves along the way <laughs> nice. that are very white guyish of me yeah can you yeah. salsa um I I think I can I don't know if everybody else would agree but like in my own mind I'm like yeah I'm good
0: yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll find out. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll test you on different dances, like almost like make this like dancing with the stars, yeah. except you're doing it by yourself. Uh, um, we, we could do that later. Speaking of which, though, we are giving away, before we get to, back to you, Michael, for a second, um, Cap, uh, you, me, and LZ are giving away a Papa Shot mm-hmm. uh, at the mm-hmm. end of the week here. And I know you're going to explain to people how they can win that Papa Shot.
1: Has everybody seen this, by the way? It's really, really cool. It's got all the Lakers logos all over it and everything. It's awesome. I would love to have one of those in my house. Real simple tomorrow we're going to play a game called the sedano lz and cap pop quiz now here's the key you have to listen from the very beginning of the show till tomorrow we're going to get off the air at seven till 6 40 and then we're going to ask five questions and you got to line up on the phones and the first person in has a chance to run the table but it's the last man standing or woman last person standing who will win the Papa shot. So you could get the first four questions right and miss the fifth one. You're out next person up, last person standing. So right. the next quits, person
0: that gets it is the, gets the steal, and that's, that's the end right. of it, right? That's right. Yeah. Got to listen to the all whole right? show tomorrow. Right. right, so you got, you, right, that's that's a lot to, to do. But, I mean, if you want to win this thing, and it's pretty badass looking, as Scott said, it's got all the Laker logos on it. Uh, it's, too, it's definitely a pretty cool collector's item, LZ. Uh,
2: listen, I'm going to be listening. For the whole show,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that's the case. Yes. From the 50-yard um, line. So, Michael, explain to Scott Kaplan how annoyingly um, how annoying you are when it comes to being a germaphobe. Well,
5: I was way ahead of the game here with this before this COVID thing struck, uh, Kaplan. I don't like to shake hands because not because I don't like people or the the human interaction or human touch. It's just that I read and I saw where viruses are spread through touch. You know, for the flu the flu virus. Mm-hmm. So and and I shake so many hands at my job over at Staples Center. I meet so many nice Laker fans and great people. They all want to shake your hand. And so and you have to stick your hand out there. You can't not shake their hands, right? Mm-hmm. So I would shake their hands. But I guarantee you I would get two or three Coles a season. I have not had a cold since this COVID virus hit because I stopped shaking hands. And (laughs) also, when I do have to shake hands, I would always perel, perel them off, Mm -hmm. right, to try Mm -hmm. to kill the germs. And sometimes that doesn't work. But people say, well, don't you want, you don't want anybody's uh, uh, germs? So I said, no, I'm just trying to protect myself from getting sick. And then when I travel, I go to the hotel rooms, I take out my perel. First thing I wipe down is the remote because that Mm -hmm. is the most Mm -hmm. uh, germ-infested thing in your room. Did you know that? The remote control?
1: Um, makes sense to me. Yeah, so I, mean, I look- wipe
5: that down with Perel. Yeah. Uh, then I take uh, I I take some tongs and I take off the, the quilt on top of the bed. Those mm-hmm. things are never washed. Mm-hmm. And if you put run a black light over those uh, things, you see nothing but stains. <laughs> if you know a what lot I, of I mean. DNA some, of, there. some
2: of those are mine.
5: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I throw, I take that off, Kaplan. I throw that on the floor. And I figure that okay, the sheets on the bed are washed and, and uh, cleaned every day. I assume. So I don't right. mess with them so much. But I take a pillow. Uh, a towel out of the bathroom and I put it across my pillow to rest my head on because, you know, I'm you know, I just I'm just weird about, weird about putting my head against uh, pillowcases in uh, hotel rooms. And I also take a bunch of uh, sheets off the um, maid's cart and I p- place them down on the carpet because those carpets aren't cleaned either, so you can imagine how filthy they are. So I walk on sheets in my room and I never take my, my flip-flops off in the room. I walk in my flip-flops. So you know, in other words, part- Scott-
2: in other words, Scott, he never has a carry-on. It's always a check-in bag. No,
5: no, I carry yeah. on every time I, t- I get. Why? You,
2: you, you can't carry on all that stuff and your clothes.
5: Well, that's true, but usually, oh, no. well, yeah, I can because when I get to the hotel, I go to the, uh, to the what do you call it, the, uh, the laundry room or what's that place? The uh, housekeeping place. Housekeeping and place. And that's where I get all the sheets and towels out of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. great.
0: Part was one day Mike Trudell sent a video mm-hmm. of he walked into Michael's room just to take a video of all <laughs> the things that he does, yeah. and he, he is not joking. There was stuff all over the floor, <laughs> um, like little pathways that he was creating with these towels and sheets. It yeah. was incredible. Oh, and you I know- never
5: sit in hotel uh, room furniture. I sit on the bed because mm-hmm. you have, you look you go to some of these hotels, even the six star hotels. Man, there are stains on them chairs. Man, those sofas yeah. and stuff.
2: Well, Some of those are did.
0: mine. Yeah, the- <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Adam Bronstein has just texted me, Michael. What did he say? He says, you take water from the community ice chest at Staples and drink from it and then put it back no, in no. the ice chest so it stays cold.
5: No, no. I, do. I, I pour it out. And I, once I take it out, it's out for good. I keep it and okay. I take the water out. I, I take my, my bottle out in the fourth quarters when I drink the water. You okay.
1: know, Michael, none of this was sounding unusual to me as you were talking about shaking hands and Purell and not getting sick. Everything sounded relatively normal. Yeah. Then once you got to the hotel, yeah. things started to sound a little more, a little you know, like intricate. You know, yeah, and, and I think of myself as being a bit germaphobic because I'm always a, a pure L carrier too. But I will get butt naked and sleep in any hotel room bed. I don't care.
5: Yeah, but you don't sleep on the, you don't lay on the uh, on the comforter or the quilt, do you?
1: No, I might, I might during the day, like oh. if I got there and I lay down. Oh like god! That
5: is, no. Oh, you don't, yeah, bad, no. don't, bad, don't bad do that. Move. Oh, don't bad move. Bad no. cap, bad cap, bad cap. They, cap, they don't oh. wash that after you check out, cap.
1: I understand. Listen, look, people are animals, okay? You know, when they want to shake your hand, Guy just coughed in his hand. Thankfully, he even coughed and, and, and put his hand in front of his mouth. Yeah. wants to shake your hand. Guy Guy touches his nose, I'm touching my nose, and then puts his hand out to shake your hand. People yeah. are animals.
2: Yeah. We don't Is, know what people, what who wash their hands when they're done in the bathroom. That's true. So yeah, I'm with you on that. It's the urinal people that scare me the most. Yeah. The urinal well, people. Yeah, Ireland
0: mean? had a full conversation with me at the urinal the last see, time I saw him. that's what I mean. <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. Well,
5: as long as, as long as he keeps looking at the wall, it doesn't look, it doesn't look straight. <laughs> well, then the...
2: it's weird. It's <laughs> weird, yeah. regardless. It's weird to have a conversation with no eye contact. And if you have the urinal, it's weird to have eye contact. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Which Although is why I did... you should not talk. Yeah. 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 Right.
0: Although, I did see when I did see Michael, to his point, we have instituted the bow. Uh, yeah, whenever exactly. I see Michael, it's just
5: they bow now. The, yeah. Japanese nice. the Japanese haven't worked out the best. You just bow. Yeah, yeah. Very each respectful. Other. Yeah.
0: But, uh, all right, so let's talk about this game yesterday. All right, Michael, what the hell is going on? Why is Montrez Harold not playing as much as he was before?
5: Yeah, uh, yesterday? Yeah, I mean, I guess they wanted to see. You're right. He should have played way more yesterday, but I guess they maybe wanted to see what Damian Jones can do. And the way Damian's playing, Damian, Montrez going to play tonight, but Damian needs to play about 20 minutes tonight to see what this kid can do.
2: Pretty you, surprised. Want, you want to see him for 20 minutes in a game. No.
5: Yes, yeah, especially against know. the Kings. Why not? He can block shots. He runs. He's a rim runner. He can uh, throw the ball up for lob dunks. Why not? He looks good so far. He hasn't missed a shot since he's joined the Lakers hmm. <laughs> in two games. I am surprised. I thought 10-day
1: contract for this guy meant, you know, hey, we just need a body to, mm-hmm. I don't know, possibly, maybe, you know, but then when Gasol goes out, it's like, okay, I mean, get him in there. Yeah. Um, it, It's It's amazing that tonight there's no LeBron. You know, there's no AD. We suspect no Gasol, right? He's not coming back tonight. No, he's not coming back for this. You know, Kuzma's kind of like, we'll see. Yeah. Um, And and LeBron is going to rest. And you know what's interesting is for the longest time we were saying, man, we've got to really think about LeBron's minutes. But on a night like tonight, instead of me thinking, well, LeBron's doing the right thing, he's got to really start taking care of himself, I'm kind of thinking to myself, he should freaking play, man. Because... Losing that game last night, mm-hmm. if they were to lose tonight going into this break against Sacramento, if these guys can't go represent, even without LeBron, they got to win this game tonight. And I'm kind of on
2: the side of maybe LeBron should play tonight. But, but I, think, I mean, obviously he's not going to. I, I, I I'm going to make a should. bold prediction, people. Go ahead. What's that? THC's going to drop 30 on them. 30? Wow. THC's going to drop 30 on your heads.
0: He played great last night, I thought. He played great
2: last night. and And I feel that one of the reasons – Why Frank Vogel is still working with his rotation this far into the season Mm -hmm. is because THT in practice is showing him enough that's making him think, how can I get more of that on the floor? Mm -hmm. And he's experimenting more and more to me with the lineups as they involve THT than maybe any other player. Kuz, you kind of know what's going to happen. Obviously, LeBron, blah, 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 blah. Trez, we understand that when AD doesn't play, chances are Trez is going to play as much. But THT, he keeps moving him around. And I think he's moving him around because he's showing him things during those practices that's like, yo, this kid can go. And if we can tap into and and, and really maximize what he can become... We may have stumbled upon a star here.
5: Yeah, they're going to have a hard time retaining him, though, because he's a restricted free agent, and some team could poach him.
2: They could, yeah. or or he could be showcasing him for a trade later for, like, some other player that they feel we may need now. Yeah, But, I, I mean, we all saw during – well, first of all, we knew when he was playing in the postseason in the bubble that it was more than just a curiosity. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, the preseason showed us a little bit more – I'm thinking they're really into this guy.
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he can play, man. Like, yeah. he can go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's well, a- if you think about it, the Lakers,
0: you know, over the last, whatever it is, five, six years, uh, maybe longer now, um, you know, all those kids can play, right, that yeah. they've yeah. drafted. They may not be here, yeah. right? But Jordan right. Clarkson is maybe sixth man of the year. Um, all the kids in New Orleans, right, yeah. uh, are playing yes. well. Julius is um, an all-star. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's really an all-star, but he is
2: an all-star. This you guys, oh, come um, on, man, he's balling, dog. Give I was props. He's balling. I'm here, you guys want to hear
5: my first half All NBA teams? Ooh. Go ahead, give Go it ahead. to me, Michael. Go. Uh, hold on, hold
0: on. Get Laura. Find me some music. Give me like some NBA music for Michael. We gotta jazz it up. Yeah, give it the NBA on NBC so Michael can feel like it's his playing days when he hears the John Tesh music. team and
5: first team. I want because I like you guys. You guys know your games. You guys, I like you guys. Opinions on the NBA, especially uh, all three of you guys are good. I don't want to single out one. You're all you guys are like listening to you. Okay, third team. See if you guys agree with this or okay. disagree. Third team, Giannis, Zion, Gobier, Mitchell, Doncic. Third team, All-NBA. Okay. S- second all right. team, All-NBA. KD, AD, Jokic, Lillard, Harden in the first half. Okay. okay. First okay. team, LeBron, Kawhi, Embiid, Beal, Steph. Any objections? I don't have a problem with that. I might have put
0: Dame ahead of Beal, but I don't have a huge problem. No, with Beal's
5: actually leading the league in scoring.
0: I like know it. he's leading the league in scoring, but Damian Lillard is also on a team that is a playoff team yeah, in the that's West. True.
5: That's
2: I've true. Actually, I actually would have put Dame over Steph myself. Over Steph? No yeah. hell. Really? No. They were yeah. there at
0: least even at the at, yeah at worst. But well, if they're
2: even, then why are you mad at me? <laughs>
0: but I but no, because Beal is obviously he's on a team that's sub 500 yeah. in the East.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I'd have AD on the second team. Why not? He's hurt. He hasn't played a lot. Well, neither he's KD, hurt. but still, uh, right. AD and KD. And, and, yeah, oh, but right. I'm
0: with Scott. KD you know, like, too. AD, AD has underperformed
1: really? um, this year by no. AD standards by yes. virtue of just games played. Well, wait like a minute though.
0: Fact.
5: Defensively, he's still a stud. Right,
0: Michael, his points per game, his rebounds and, and, and things of that nature, his offensive statistics well, um, that's because or, or traditional statistics are the lowest they've been well, you since know like why? his second
5: or third year. Uh, Schroeder and and Harrell have been uh, complimenting the scoring too, so he doesn't have to put up as many eh, numbers. LZ, I think LZ's going to back me up on this a little bit. LZ, what do you say?
2: I mean, as far as his performance this year, yeah. I probably would not have put him on a second team. He's a third teamer? Yeah. Yeah, you know, maybe. Maybe.
5: Yeah, See, Based yeah, upon his maybe.
2: performance yeah. this year. And, and I say anything about him right. when he's healthy. Yeah. But we know he came into Correct. the season hurt. He's been playing hurt. And so you need to take that into account. But at the same time, I mean, KD's hamstring, I mean, yo.
5: Ooh, but when he was
2: healthy, oh, my goodness. He was when he was healthy, he was KD. Yeah, I left but, when AD, but when AD's healthy, he's AD. Uh, my apologies Sorry.
5: to PG, Paul uh, Booker, Kyrie, Brown, and Levine. I had no room for him. When one I, I don't blame you on those guys. Yeah, I don't blame man. you on any of those guys. All right, Michael. So you in an hour, you Spock and the jock, right? Spock and the jock. Hey, uh, Kaplan, do you yes, know sir. which team has the most foreign <laughs> players on it?
1: Uh, I'll say – are we talking an NBA team here? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll go with the Dallas Mavericks. Nope. Tell me. LZ. Toronto. Sacramento.
5: Uh, uh, Sedano. tell them why Toronto has the most foreign players. Because they're all in Canada? Exactly. <laughs> I knew you're such a dad Gosh, joke I person. I, can't I knew it. I, it. I knew Why that's what you were doing. Kaplan, they've, got, they've got one Canadian on the team, Chris Boucher. <laughs> Everybody else is a foreigner. No, they got Yuta Watanabe, the Japanese player, too. <laughs> but he's, he's, he's He Canadian? got dunked on by Anthony Edwards. Is he Canadian-Japanese? He yeah. He's Canadian? No, he's Yuta oh. Watanabe. I don't think Japanese. you
1: say Canadian-Japanese. I think it's but, the other way. I think it's Japanese-Canadian.
5: He's Japanese, right? But he's uh, from Japan, not from Canada. Right. right, that's so he's you a like that. So like he's Canadianese. So they've got one uh, citizen on their team, Chris Boucher. Yeah.
0: There All right, going. Michael, get out of here. We'll I, see I do you in get an hour.
5: with that. Can't believe I fell <laughs> for that nonsense.
0: <laughs> His dad jokes, good Lord. Bye, Michael. <laughs> All right, coming up next, now Michael's gone, we're going to pass around some blame. There's real blame, and I'm going to blame one person in particular who I really love on this Lakers team when it came to yesterday's loss. It's gonna pain me, but I'm gonna do it. And I'm curious to see what LZ and Scott think about it. We're back in two and a half minutes. Sadan, so LZ and Cap with us, with you here. Thanks to Michael Thompson for just randomly doing the check-in. We love when Michael just randomly checks in. Um, real quick about last night's game. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking about Harold not playing, and for those that don't know, Harold, before AD went down, was playing about 25 minutes a game. And Since AD's been hurt, he's only playing like 20 minutes a game. And LZ, Scott, you and I uh, were talking about this. LZ, you brought this up uh, about it feels like Frank just doesn't trust him in certain places defensively. But here's the deal. I love Frank Vogel. He was on the show Monday. And, you know, I I would have this conversation with him on the air if he was on today. But I really feel like Frank, I I was curious with his – rotations yesterday, which I don't normally like to do when it comes to coaches because I'm not a coach. Um, And I was curious about his positioning on starting Harrell instead of Jones because if you leave Harrell, LZ, in his normal role, um, I feel like there's a comfort level there, right? Um, There's also not as big a worry defensively to start the game. You put Jones out there as a rim runner, a defender, a shot blocker. And if he goes sideways, then you bring in Harrell off the bench to save the day. Plus, it would have been an easier matchup with Ayton and eventually Saric who was the small ball center for the Suns. I feel like Saric who torched the Lakers, would have had less points probably because he would have had to have defended Harrell on the other end.
2: Yeah, I again, I'm not quite sure um, what he's doing, he being Coach Vogel overall with all these players. that are, Many of them are new. He's still to me appears as if he's trying to figure out the, the best combination. And obviously having guys in and out of the lineup for various reasons doesn't help him uh, get that process done sooner. But this is by my count like the third or fourth game in which the way that he has used Harold specifically had me scratching my head. You know, it wasn't against Washington that he dropped like 26 really efficiently and then didn't show up in overtime. <laughs> and I was just like, yo, where's that dog at that just gave us 25 points, you know, effortlessly? where that dude at, you know? But I don't know if defensively he doesn't trust him without AD because AD covers a multitude of sins or um, if he's still experimenting. But it doesn't make a lot of sense to me when you're trying to secure a higher seed, which brings me to another issue or question, is that even an issue? Like, is it the experimentation and how you figure out the best rotation more important than trying to win games that may require you to stick with guys longer and not allow you to experiment? I don't know which of the two it is, but his uses of Harold has been a head scratcher at times, in my opinion. This is all, um, this is, as, LZ, as you're talking, it's got me
1: going back to the beginning of the year. I mean, it really does we really honestly all thought the Lakers were significantly better based on what they had added in the offseason. Yeah, and they on are. on paper, yeah, right, on paper we thought they were, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. but they're not anymore, right? Because on paper what they were coming into the season with versus what they've got right now is a completely different situation. So for me, um, I, I look at this kid, Jones, who Michael just said he'd like to see him play 20 minutes. He played seven minutes. Um, I would prefer it. If Vogel would just do this, start Jones at center, keep Markeef, uh, keep Harrell over at, at more of a forward position, and then stick with Schroeder and KCP in the back, and just go with it. Just, just yeah. try and go with what you thought you would have if AD were there, just by replacing him with a player who's not not capable, of course. But it's uh, well, I think the thing is, is that. We all thought they would be so much further ahead because of the roster. And then when guys started to get hurt, we were saying, well, these games aren't really, really that important because it's all about getting AD healthy and getting to the end of the season, making sure LeBron's healthy. And now we're starting to question ourselves again, like, wait a second, man. Did they, they lost four. They won two. Gosh, they lost last night. If they lose tonight, where are they going to be after the All-Star break? It's, um, listen, for me, tonight, you got to go win this game. You're playing freaking yeah. Sacramento. They're terrible. They're terrible at home. You've got to go win this game.
0: It, it, to your point, it is a get-right game. Um, and, and maybe they don't need LeBron to have that get-right game because Sacramento's that terrible. But if they do lose, it feels worse. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Here's the thing about Frank and why it was surprising to me, LZ. Because mm-hmm. he normally doesn't, like, make those kind of moves. You know what I mean? Where you're like, really? Why this? Like, it just... If, you, if it feels like you don't trust Harold, now you're thrusting him into a situation where he may be even more at a disadvantage. Like, it just didn't make sense to me logically, right? So, and, and Frank is usually so good at that stuff that it really stood out to me that that was the case, you know?
2: Well, I, you know, you never know if he was also worried about ego. You know? Perhaps.
0: The, That's a good point. I didn't think you, of that.
2: You know, you... you You know, if you're the guy who was signed and you're the sixth man of the year and blah, 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 and there's an opening at your spot, it's natural to assume you should be getting that starting position. Certainly not the guy guy on a 10 day contract. (laughs) Right. You know, so maybe that was part of it too. But to your point, um, in terms of his usage, it may have been better for him to still continue to come off the bench. But from an ego perspective, maybe Frank was trying to make sure he didn't make people feel a certain kind of way. Because we all know how so, golf felt when he was coming off of surgery <laughs> and the wolf took his starting spot.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. But I, I just think of, like, previous LeBron teams, right? And I think of, like, the Cavs and the Heat, obviously. And, uh, you know, whether it was Ty Lue or, or, or Spo, like, let's just say – let's just use this as an example. With Cleveland, right? Let's say, um, you know, Kyrie was out, right? Um, instead of going with their sixth man, who may have been a guard, right, they, just, they would go with, like, someone deeper down the bench, right, as the starter mm-hmm. to keep that sixth man in his role. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that way, that guy is – you're not sending multiple people out of their roles. You know what I mean?
2: Right, And right.
0: I know Spo he used to do the same thing. Like, let's say um, Dwayne Wade was out for a game. He would put in Mike Miller or James Jones as opposed to Ray Allen you know, in that starting shooting guard spot because he wanted Ray to still be the sixth man. You know what I mean? Like, And Frank usually does that stuff. So, And maybe it's because ego, to your point, or it's the fact that it's ego and Damian Jones was on a freaking 10-day, you know? um, But I, I, I do think because size versus size, it's almost like you overthink it too much. Like, that should be the move, you know?
2: You would have thought, you know, that would have been the natural move, especially since he did not look bad when he played. Right, you know, yeah, he,
0: he he's giving you a burst for sure. He's yeah. giving
2: you a little burst, you know, so utilize him like the way you used to use, you know, JaVale McGee. Give you a good 10 minutes at the beginning of the of the game and then, you know, see what happens after that. But, you know, Frank send had to go that route. Ultimately, I don't believe his use of, of Montrez Harrell is the reason why they lost. I still think it's about their Peruna defense um, and the lack of size. So when people drive and kick, it just throws everything out of whack at a much greater rate than what it did a year ago. Um, but, you know, I'm pretty sure when AD is back and we're in the postseason, we will not remember any of this.
0: <laughs> I hope not. I hope I not. hope you're All right. right. Com- I, I
2: hope he comes back.
0: Yeah, co- yeah, yeah exactly. Coming up next, um, Greg Bergman and Dodger fans are freaking the bleep out. We'll tell you why in just a second stick around we are back in two minutes and 30 seconds
1: hi it's mike greenberg letting you know espn bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of espn has exclusive offers and markets from scott van pelt stephen a smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans sign up today new users get a bet reset up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
6: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: So Don LZ, Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. By the way, I said it was a two minute and 30 second break after Kiki was done. It ended up being over three minutes because uh, our uh, imaging director, uh, our uh, you know, voice in the, uh, from above, Chris Morales is in there and I believe he's sliding in some extra promos. Morales, I want to tell the people how long they need to go before they can come back and listen, okay? So when I say 2.30, let's leave it at 2.30, okay? The people want to hear the show, so let's get to the show. Keep more show on the show. I want to rile him up because I know he's already probably in a bad mood for a number of different reasons today. So now it's my turn to stick it to you. Um... (laughs) Well, it's kind
1: of like the referees. He's kind of got like a referee personality now. You know how like the referee tosses out Booker? Because you know what? Listen, I want everybody to know my name. I'm the yeah. NBA referee that tossed this kid. Everybody yeah. used my name. I don't even yeah. know the referee's names, but we know his name now. So that's yeah. kind of Chris now. You know, he, he's like, hey, they don't want to hear from those guys. They want to hear from me. Because it's about me. I'm a referee.
0: I'm a referee is what I am. You're an NBA referee, Morales. That's yeah. what he's... There not, you
2: go. Not, not bad. Not bad
0: at yeah. all. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling it. I got to be honest. Uh, all right, real quick, before we get into why Gregory Bergman is freaking out and Dodger fans could be freaking out, uh, based on a conversation earlier today on Mason and Ireland, which you can catch each and every weekday from 1 to 4 here on the station, the legends, Mason in Ireland. Uh, so here's the deal. It is National Cold Cut Day. And, you know, LZ, you were very big on uh, promoting what cold cut? Prosciutto. Yeah, prosciutto is delicious. Yes, As it a matter is. of fact, uh, you know, you can go, they sell packaged prosciutto these days. Like, you don't even have to get it, you know, like the fancy stuff from the butcher, although that's great. Um, Scott, is there a cold cut that you go with? Like, a, you know, is there a specific cold cut? It could be ham, it could be, you know, there's a million different versions of this or variations. Well,
1: well George, if, if it's ham, my rabbi's not going to be happy.
0: Okay. Right, I, I forgot. That's true. So, yes.
1: so I'm not, I'm not going to admit it. Although right. I fucking love you, ham.
0: You do love the swine. Yeah. Oh my god, I love. Were you ham. asking
1: about bacon too? Yeah, I didn't know if bacon would be considered a cold cut because to me, a cold cut is like turkey, salami, yeah, roast beef, pastrami. A nice yeah. turkey pastrami could be lovely. You know. Right. So, Laura's yeah,
0: got, ha- uh, Laura says her snack is what, Laura?
3: It's so heart hard salami, low-sodium hard salami with cheese. Mm. There you go. So good. Mm. So
0: good. Bergman, what's your favorite cold cut?
4: I go to the roast beef every time. Roast beef? Oh, okay. no, That's roast beef.
0: Fancy. Love roast beef. Um, so story. I brought That's up, fancy? I brought up fancy? chorizo on the call, no, and you guys all freaked mm-hmm. out because you said you mm-hmm. can't mm-hmm. have that cold, which is absolutely inaccurate. It, Spanish chorizo? is made, you can put it on a charcuterie plate. Like, it happens, like, you go to any <laughs> any restaurant, they'll have that for you. If, if, have charcuterie. if
2: I see some dried up, frozen little pieces of of, of chorizo You're next to some, some, like, some gouda and some crackers, I'm sending the plate back.
0: Yep. Okay, I, I will tell you that you are one million percent wrong, and I will tell this, I will open it up to the phones. I will open it up to the people, because this show is a show of the people, and I will let the people decide. If you can have chorizo as a cold cut because i believe no, it but it's not see but you're thinking like chorizo like the tr- like sausage that you would put on a grill yes. i'm talking about like chorizo like 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 like
2: what like other kind is you- there mm-hmm. like
1: like in the log right he's saying chorizo like right. um right. like something that would be like a log of salami correct and you slice it real things yes. to me chorizo you're having a nice breakfast burrito egg no you cheese, could do that block. as well but you can you know? have both
2: you but could that's, have no, you can't. You can only have reason. one. You can only have no. one.
0: No. Absolutely not. Fine
2: there, so cooking I, that...
4: went to, I went to mentalfloth.com, and there's a top 10 list of the top 10 cold cuts. Number eight, chorizo.
0: Thank huh. you. Huh. Thank you. Is Open up the phones turkey? right now, Laura. <laughs> 877-710-ESPN. Nope. 877-710-3776. Chorizo. Can you have it cold? Yes or no? Very simple. We're in. We're out. We're doing a human poll here. Um, <laughs> before we move, before we get to those calls, feels like
2: you're in mid-chocolate uh, chip area right now, George. No,
0: I am yes. not. That is, no, it's not. No, I'm, a million percent, it's not. Um, and and I, I look finecooking.com backs me up. Mental floss, I you know, I'm not familiar with mental floss. I like work. to be right a lot. I think everyone. I, well, there's no that. question about that too, but. If finecooking.com and mental floss are backing me up, I'm taking it. Here's so, the thing.
1: If you go to the deli at your local grocery store, you got no, a choice. The, no, you got to go to the right Roast place. beef, salami, etc., okay? When you ask the local guy at the at your local grocery store, "Yo, can I get a half a pound of chorizo?" and he goes, "No, we don't do chorizo here. We don't slice chorizo." Then it's not a cold cut.
0: I'm going to put this out on a poll right now. Can never, chorizo be... A cold cut.
2: I've never had, like, you know, chorizo in any other way besides warm and delicious. Have oh, you ever, have you ever cho- had a chorizo sandwich? If the answer is no, it's not a cold cut.
0: Oh, Jorge Briones, okay? Cold chorizo is the bomb, he texts me. After it's cooked, though, obviously, because they, of course they cook it first, and then you have it cold. Oh, well, um, there we go. That's what we're talking no, 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 about. No, 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 exactly. But you're, you're thinking. No, you're th- no, LZ, you're thinking of it being cooked, like, cooked as, like, like cooked through? No, it, it it's all cooked and processed to some extent. Um, it, all of it is. But this is. But he's he's right. He says you fools are tripping all day. He says
1: all day. Does he mean all both day. of us? We're the we're the fools. You're the fools,
0: and mm. Laura too. Apparently, uh, is included. He crazy. In it. Wow. Right. Yeah. Hold on. Wow. He
2: just texts me. Let me see what he says here. Yeah. It better be complimentary. Don't text me. All right.
3: After out. it's cooked. After it's cooked. Yes. Right.
0: Uh, that, uh, of course, that's how the log is made.
1: Cold cuts come in little plastic bags at your local deli: turkey, salami, bologna, roast beef. Uh, I'm not messing with bologna anymore. Yeah, me neither. I mean, yeah, no, no, no. but uh, but still,
2: it, that's a cold cut. You know what? If both Jorge's in my life are saying it's a, it's a cold cut, then I'm going to just disagree with both of them.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: not going to just give in. Yeah, gotta dig in your heels, right? Yeah.
0: All right. Let Let's go to George in Venice. George, talk to me. Chorizo, cold cut? Yeah. It, you course. know what a Spanish a
7: Spanish chorizo is a cold cut, but a Mexican chorizo is not. It's Correct. Uh-huh. Correct.
6: Uh-huh. Correct. Uh-huh. Correct. Uh-huh. That's the difference. That right. Is the that is. The, that, but that's
2: chorizo, what I said. But, and, Spanish Spanish cuts. Cuts. and I'm Mexican. And I'm Mexican. <laughs> yes. And I do not Mexican.
5: So that's what it is. A Spanish chorizo
7: is
1: very different
5: yes. than a Mexican chorizo.
1: Correct. Well, Correct. You know, George, had you had you you know clarified from the very very beginning and it's very said confusing. Spanish chorizo,
3: mm.
1: not chorizo the way we all know chorizo.
3: Okay. Can we say chorizo? Do you it's want chorizo. me to say chorizo? Chorizo. chorizo. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Chorizo. And
1: by the way, Jorge
0: Briones also texted me and he's right. Ham is pre cooked. They don't feed it to you raw. That is true. When you when you get your sliced ham at the deli, that thing is pre cooked.
3: He needs yeah. to stop sliding into your messages. He's on he your messages.
1: To continue to back me up. He hasn't texted me back. You're off my list. I'm blocking your number now. I do like a nice honey smoked turkey though, as a cold cut. Very nice.
0: A-Rod 036 Sedano. It's a type of pork sausage. In Europe, chorizo is fermented, cured, smoked sausage, which may be sliced and eaten without cooking or added any ingredient to add flavor for other dishes. Boom! That's what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, but then there's this guy that says, uh, this is starfish and coffee, who says no to cold chorizo.
0: Right, but he's thinking about the Mexican chorizo. I'm talking about, like George and Venice said, Spanish chorizo.
2: Well, it's si. because we're all Mexican and we're thinking about the way we have it at home.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of Latina stuff going on right now between Spain, Cuba, and Mexico all happening at the same time, and it's becoming very
2: confusing all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, well, I, Spain's I, in Europe, and Cuba's like not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like right, not. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Let's go to Milo in Boyle Heights. Milo, Milo, talk to me, hombre. Hey, it's Camilo, George. Actually. Oh, Camilo! My bad. Hate- it said it said hate- Milo on here. My bad.
7: My bad. No, it's all it's all good. Uh, as much as I hate to agree with you, George, I, I have to. I mentioned this Uh Chorizo is a, like one of the top uh, things that will go on a charcuterie board, especially and a Spanish restaurant, a tapas bar, anything like that. And I, could, I previously said whoever you, it's not cooked, it's cured. Um, yeah, just like any salami, any other type of salami. Camilo, uh, do you know what, I, do you know what my, I'm doing right now? Camilo,
0: that? do you know what I'm doing right now? As I, I'm standing um, in my office doing this show. Okay? And do you remember yeah. when T.O. when T.O. scored that touchdown and ran to the star? You know what I'm saying? In that game? Do. do you remember that? I do. And, and Back and spiked the that, football at the 50-yard that, line? That's what I'm doing right no, now. I'm throwing my up. hands yeah, up like yard. that at the oh. star. I thought you were eating a piece of chorizo. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm doing, Camilo. Why did you? Why was it so hard to agree with me, Camilo? I thought we were friends. We've gone. We go way back. Well,
7: we do. I just. I feel like you're wishy-washy about things sometimes, and you. Yeah, you, me you too. Try to, Tell him. You try to ride the fence too many times, and, and it's like. I try to yeah, ride the fence? fence, rider. Fence you're, rider you're, you're is what he is. That's point. right, you're, Camilo. You're,
0: you're you're a, what, listen, what? do listen, I ride the fence about?
7: Listen, listen. You'll be, I can't think of anything specific offhand, but what, what happened? This is in general. This is a formula. Uh you'll be making a point, right? And you'll be talking about whatever the, the common thought of that day is, right? And you're you're making the points, making the point that somebody'll come with uh an opposing uh opposing thought and you're like and you're you're responsible, like, Well that's what I am just saying what you know, what I'm just saying and that's that happens like all the time and it's annoying. But you know, oh, yeah. I got respect for you, George. You're you're OG in the game. You know what I'm saying? I wish I had your I wish I had your, your position. I, I, so didn't I, even, that I don't point.
0: feel like I do that all that often. I try to respect other people's opinions. Like LZ brought up a thing that I didn't think about earlier, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I didn't think of that." You know, it's not wishy-washy; yeah, no, it's no, just acknowledging other case. people's I'm, points. I can't
7: wait! I can't wait till it happens again, and I'll call in for sure. Yeah, okay, it do down. it! I
2: write want it you down. to do that. Yeah, please. Write it please down. Write it down wait, down wait, time. We were us. talking about yeah, code. Cause how the hell did we get a little therapy session going on? George got called annoying.
5: I and that's fine. I agree. I am annoyed.
2: Greg's annoying, too. Work I think he's LA. jealous now.
0: Yeah. Camilo. Be good, my brother. Muchas
1: gracias.
3: I think he was hating. He said, I want your position. So I think it was just a little bit of that. A Sorry,
2: hate. I don't think he was hating. I think he was just acknowledging George's you know, position in life. He's worked hard. He's earned it. Obviously, chorizo had a lot to do with it. Chorizo. Yeah. I just feel chorizo.
1: Like, I feel like the word cold cuts intimates deli meat. And I think that the chorizo that George is talking about, and when he says charcuterie, char- when he says that, it sounds like a much wait, fancier wait, 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 version.
2: Nope, nope, nope. You're not skipping over it now, brother. I'm trying. You I'm done, trying, LZ. <laughs> you, you done tripped in front of the world. Come on, so, LZ. Help, so we're, help me. <laughs> shark, say char- it again.
1: Shark, shark, charcuterie. Shark, shark, charcuterie, char- yes. shark, charcuterie boy. <laughs> it's fancy cold cuts. That's all. I like hey, it.
0: Camilo's a really chef. Good. So, are we, are we going to take a chef's, uh, you know?
2: Well, it depends. Deal where, on is this? He, where is he cooking? You know, he did not define. <laughs> That's true. He did not. All right. Well, then, because yeah. I'm a chef. How about that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. All right. We got a break. We're way over. Uh, we will continue this discussion. Feel free to chime in at 877 espn We didn't get to why Greg Bergman is freaking out and Dodger fans are freaking out because of something that happened on Mason in Ireland. We'll get to all that coming up in three minutes. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. By the way, that poll of Ken Chorizo being a cold cut um, has already 757 votes in like 10 minutes and has 30 different responses to it already. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right, Greg, what do you got? It's
2: important. <laughs>
4: it is important so So yesterday bill plunkett was on with mason in ireland and he started talking a little bit about Corey seager and kind of freaked me out so lz i'm going to need you to, to calm me down with all this laura can you play this out
3: takes two to tango and you're asking scott boris to be your dance partner he likes to take his guys out on the market and maximize you know their value the other thing kind of underlying this, I think, and it's it's just my read of the situation from knowing and watching Corey for a few years, I'm not sure he wants to commit to a West coast team. Mm. You know, he's a Carolina guy. He's not a Hollywood, you know, type. You remember Anthony Rendon? He does, you know, doesn't like the Hollywood lifestyle. Uh, I'm not sure Corey, you know, would mind being closer to home. Now, that being said, his, his brother, Kyle, has played in Seattle for several years now. They're used to the, the West Coast. It's not like it's a shock or anything. But I think given, given his druthers, he might pick an East Coast team. And if he gets to free agency, he will have his choice. LZ, help me out here. Calm me down.
2: Well, first of all, I'm really sick and tired of people summing up L.A. by saying Hollywood. I'm just so bored by that. There's more to this city. There's more to this area. There's more to this state than Hollywood. Kershaw ain't hitting the red carpets for every movie premiere. <laughs> right? And he's he's thrived just fine in Los Angeles. So that's first. Second, if Corey really wants to go back home or back east, I'm willing to send him over there. As long as we get something back that's of right. equal value. Yeah, look, this is you know, this
0: city is not is not Hollywood. Like like I know Hollywood gets the headlines, right? But it's like saying New York is Times Square. You know what exactly. I mean? Like that's not the that, that's ridiculous. ridiculous. You, you know what I mean? Like this city is Camilo from Boyle Heights. Right. This city is, uh, you know, the valley, the South Bay. Right. It's Long Beach. It's everything. You know, Uh, it's all this county or in other words. Right. Whatever encompasses the Los Angeles County or greater Los Angeles. It's all these neighborhoods. It's all these pockets. It's Culver City. Right. It's Rosemead. It's Pasadena even like all all these pockets of the city. That to me is Southern California. It, it, you know, it's it's not Hollywood. It's Southgate, East LA, Montebello, whatever. You know, you and, can and go to West Covina and,
2: and you George. Know? You can go to Hollywood and see the real yeah. Hollywood, and then you'll stop saying that ish. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by the way, yeah, uh, the real Hollywood. I don't.
0: I don't ever like going by there. Like, right. it, it, you know, to be honest. With you, I think the last time I was in Hollywood, LZ was with you and Morales and Key. Many years ago, we went to a dinner out there um at some steak place that key recommended that was the last time i think i've even been in that area and like, that was like, now several years ago
2: when, when people say that i immediately just go oh so you don't know what you're talking about <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah that's why bergman i don't know why you're freaking out i mean let, let's just analyze what we're talking about here for a quick minute we're talking about a beat writer who had an opinion that that's all you uh, does it does it mean that it's a, an educated opinion? He's close to the situation? Okay, I'll buy that. But it's an opinion of a beat writer. Hey, maybe he doesn't want to be here. Hey, maybe he might want to be closer to home. That's all it is. I, I don't understand what you're freaking out about, and I don't know what Dodger fans would be it's freaking out about.
4: It's not so much about about the beat writer. This is kind of a storyline that's going around. He does have Scott Boris as his owner. He does That's problematic. Live, from the from the East Coast, right. um, and, there and is he's a lot from of North Carolina, so he probably
1: grew up like a Braves fan or something like that. You,
0: but
4: Scott right. Boris, so there's Scott, a lot going a, on
1: there. Yeah, but but Scott Boris would let me tell you today, Scott Boris is sitting in his office somewhere, going, "Hey, Bill Plunkett, nice job, man. Thanks a lot. I mean, you just right. you just got it started for me. You just got the the public negotiation. You've just put the pressure." On the Dodgers, are they going to come up with money for my guy, or I don't even want them to? I want to go out and test free agency, and I want to get the most money. Thanks for getting it started for me, Bill Plunkett.
2: Maybe, I mean, and and, yeah. and Curry's doing what what the Seeger clients do, which is be noncommittal anyway. Right. You know right. He,
0: that is the smart thing to do. That's yeah. the
2: smart thing to do. So I'm not overly worried, but at the end of the day. If he really wants to be back east, um, that can be a range. Because our guy, Drew, he knows how to turn and flip and dip and maximize. Sure.
0: That's the thing, to LZ's point, that I'm least worried about. Because we've got, in L.A., the best front office executive in the sport. Like, there is no question in my mind that's the case. And I have been <laughs> steadfast in that even when people were like, brr, analytics, boo! Like, he knows what he's doing. This team was a disaster when he took it over financially. Guys like Scott Cashmere were making t- whatever it was, you know, m- millions and millions of dollars and not even pitching for the team. Maybe not even playing baseball at that point anymore, if I recall correctly. So, yeah. I- I'm not worried if but, that's you know, the
1: but, but, LZ, to your point, you know, if he wants wants... wants to leave you said it he it could be arranged okay on the flip side if the Dodgers want him they can make that happen so look again for me it's a beat writer with an opinion on a radio show why Dodger fans are freaking out as if it were the player the agent or a front office executive saying these kinds of things I don't get at this point
6: because
4: it's the biggest story that's going to be happening with the Dodgers this year. I mean, and you're talking about possibly trading Corey Seager. He was the World Series MVP. There's most likely you're not going to trade him. You're going to go all the way through
1: the When playoff, was the last time that happened? Probably ever,
0: right? Like, never?
1: and yeah. they should sign could... him. They should sign him it. now. They signed Mookie. They gave him the money. You've got young superstars, guys that can, can right. play out their careers 10 Bellinger's years into up the future. In,
0: in a year or two, right?
1: Yeah. Sign him. Pay him.
4: Yeah, he's gonna wait till the yeah. end of the season. That's what Boris will do. So that's yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna get anything back for him.
1: Well, you know what?
0: Here. Get Boris on the phone, man. <laughs> Seriously, get yeah. Boris yeah, on can.
1: the phone now. Not only not only get him on the phone, <laughs> no, not then now. go get Friedman oh. <laughs> on the phone. We'll put him on the air together. We'll do the deal right here.
0: Yeah, let's go. What do we need to do to get Seeger signed with the Dodgers, Scott? Let's go.
1: Somebody right. call that's Boris. Tell to... him we're looking for him now.
0: Tell. T- Tell Andrew we got this, okay?
2: There call him now.
0: What What? you, <laughs> what you need to know.
2: <laughs> call, call, call him now. Call me now. Call, call me, now. me now. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> call me now. There you go. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. All right, we got more chorizo talk. Uh, Laura, are you happy I said it the way that I didn't say chorizo?
1: I yes. said chorizo. You didn't yeah, anglicize yeah. it. Mucho I didn't gracias.
0: anglicize oh. it. Absolutely not. See mm. Johnny in Rancho, San- Rancho Santa Margarita.
3: Hi, guys. First off, love the show. Thank I've you. been listening forever. And it's kind of crazy that this is the topic that makes me call in. <laughs> um, but I I'm, I'm, want to say I'm half Mexican, half Italian, and I'm also in the food service industry. And chorizo is absolutely a cold cut that you can cut, put right, on right.
2: a security board. You can oh, you can eat it every way. And chorizo is great any time of the day. Wait, hold on one question, one quick question. Which uh, which part of your identity is talking right now? Is it the Italian side <laughs> or is it the Mexican side? Thank you. <laughs> Good question. Good question. When it comes to Chorizo, it's the Mexican. <laughs> you know, when
3: it comes to love and vino, it's the Italian. Uh, <laughs> okay.
0: By the way, I I, I I just I just bought like a, a couple of bottles of uh, Barolo yesterday. I I am I, I am diving into old world vino. Uh, that is my new my new thing recently. So,
1: hey, Johnny, that's cool, brother. I, I think that's really cool. So you mean to tell me that whether or not chorizo is a cold cut prompt, you way, to call cap, the show. Captain.
0: See? That, that was a great attempt.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're yeah. telling me that Chorizo. How's that a little
2: better? Oh, he's leaning in now. Yeah. Well, oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. There yeah. you That's go. That. I'll, roll dale, dale, vamos, vamos. Vamos.
1: I'll, I'll roll it. Dale, vamos, vamos, hombre, vamos. I'll roll it. You're telling me that Chorizo <laughs> is what prompted a phone call, not Lakers analysis, not a breakdown of LeBron's minutes, not AD's injuries, not everybody else schlepping around the floor waiting for LeBron to win a game for him. It's Chorizo Talk that had you call the show. Very nice.
3: Yeah, I listen, man. I, I drive every day. I listen every day, and I don't know why. I had a pullover. I had a call. You pulled <laughs> over? I, I, I love, love it. I love food, man.
0: <laughs> wow. I love it. Johnny, um, wh- where is it? Do you, do you have a place to plug, like, where, or, or are you just in the industry overall?
3: Yeah, well, I work for Pulmo One Foods. So they're the largest um, tofu company in the world, actually. Oh. Which I know it's tofu. It's not meat. Is that a cold um, cut? We, do, we, we just started <laughs> no, getting some meat not. products in, uh, so you can find us. You know, hey, Pavilions, Ralphs, Albertsons. All right, yeah. Right.
1: Uh, Anywhere you you know get your tofu. Yep. All
0: right, Johnny. Thank you, buddy. Have a great day. Okay.
2: <laughs> take care, right, guys, brother. Have a good time. All right. Yep, much Drive love, safe. man.
1: Don't don't there eat go. tofu. Gotta to admit it.
2: Don't eat it. Don't do tofu. No, I do not um, do tofu. Got to, gotta to avoid the, anything lowering my testosterone.
0: I'm with you. Yes, I'm with you. Although Kaplan's taking shots. So oh, yeah. he doesn't oh, care about all the, the tofu he
1: wants. LZ, I take the testosterone shots, man. I take a testosterone shot in this side right over here, a B12 over here, head first, right into a brick wall, knock it right down.
2: So why are you doing the soy? What soy? What Tofu. I don't he do said, tofu. Why would no you tofu. Eat tofu. Oh, you no know tofu. tofu. Oh, no, no tofu. Anti tofu. Okay. Anti-tofu.
0: okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But I guess if you're, just, you're vegan. I'm, you're, it's okay if you have tofu. It's just not my thing.
7: Yeah,
2: yep. that's fine by me. I mean, can you I tell got them if somebody's vegan by the way they smell?
1: Wait, what?
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> because <laughs> because I've had vegans <laughs> say they can smell the meat from us. So I'm just oh. curious: can we smell the veganism from them? <laughs> that is a great question. Eight seven
0: seven seven ten ESPN. We'll ask now. 877-710-3776. Can you sniff out a vegan? Well, how uh, wants go? to know. Hey, if you're a vegan,
5: George and I'll be cure them. We take them to Miami and get them a Cuban sandwich.
1: Oh yeah!
0: Oh, oh I'm right. having that for dinner tonight. Oh, that's media, what Mrs. Sedano's no right. making tonight. Man, little it's, Cuban
5: sandwiches. Oh, got to nice, be the best sandwich nice. in the world. Yeah, that we cold go cut to, on there well, is
1: probably ham too. By the way,
0: w- 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 it's ham. It's mm-hmm. pork, roasted pork. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you got to have the, uh, the little Swiss cheese. You got to have oh, the pickles on oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You
2: Got oh, yeah. to
0: press mm. it. And we buy the bread, authentic, legitimate Cuban bread, made with Rare. love. LCD. From our friends at Tropicana in Downey, LCD. which, by uh, the way, supplied Michael with his birthday cake. That's this right. Past year.
5: Oh, that was so good. Yeah, was hey, Cuba's, George, know how to cook.
1: George, when you say Mrs. Sedano, yeah, you know, Elzie pressed me and he said, "You keep calling your girlfriend your girlfriend. Does she have a name?" I said,
2: "Her name is Rachel." He well, said, everybody knows
0: my wife's name is Kelly. So I mean, okay. I just say that just because it came up that way. But yeah, she, and right.
2: she's on the Twitter. She's tweeting us now.
0: Right. Hey, she is also anti chorizo. She's. A, this is why you know they say opposites attract. She's anti chorizo as a cold cut.
2: Yeah.
1: Is she pro tofu? She, she, she is. is. She, loves,
0: she likes tofu. She likes um, uh, soy. She loves kimchi. I hate kimchi. Ugh.
2: Ooh, kimchi.
0: It's good for a couple of bites. Yeah. Look, she just popped in and gave me the thumbs up when I said kimchi.
2: Yeah. It's
5: kind of rich. After I can't eat a whole bowl full of it, but a few few bites of it is pretty good. No, nah, not for me. It also smells yes, not for is, me either. Yes, a weird smell, but it tastes you know, LZ, good. I, I also don't
0: that... – listen, I don't like broccoli because I don't like the way it smells either, so they're just, like that's just my thing. I don't like – if I don't like the way it smells, eh – you know?
2: Yeah, All right, I we am. gotta
0: go. Bergman's giving us the rap sign. All mm-hmm. right. Can you can you can you figure out if someone's vegan? LZ wants to know if you can sniff them out. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. 3776. And also coming up next, Magic Johnson may not have been the greatest executive, but Michael Thompson's friend knew one thing in particular when he was running the show with the Lakers. We'll tell you what that is coming up in two minutes.
6: Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: Here we go. Sedano, LZ, and Cap with your final segment. We take you up till 5.30 as Sliwa and Michael will take you through the pregame as we get you ready for huh? Lakers and Kings tonight. Last game before the All-Star break. Uh, LeBron is going to pick his teams, right? Has that happened already or no? My guess is it hasn't happened yet. Yes, not yet.
5: Right? Not yet. I should pick for him. What's that? I would, should pick for him. Who
2: will be your first pick?
5: Let's see. If, Le- if LeBron's picking, his first pick's going to be since 80's out. Steph. Yeah, probably Steph. He, li- he really likes Steph. Oh, well, I
2: didn't well, know. I, I thought
5: he, thought he didn't really like Steph. He doesn't really like Steph. You don't think so? Like Steph. You don't think they have a mutual respect? <laughs> respect? I think, I, like the like a, uh, I think they like each other. as. Exactly. I All think right. they like each other as persons. Well, who do you guys think
0: LeBron
2: will pick first? Oh, I think he should take Steph. I think he's gonna pick James Harden.
5: Harden? Oh yeah, yeah, right. kind of... Well, let's see. Are they boys? Yeah, they might be. Oh no, he no, he won't pick Chris Paul because even though Chris is there, they are best friends. I don't think he'll take Chris. He might though. KD is gonna take Kyrie. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Because you gotta go with the starters first. That's right. You gotta pick the starters first, yeah. and then you pick the reserves. Right. So which one of the starters oh. will LeBron pick? Which one of the starters he would pick? He'll yeah, take Steph. To... Steph. God, yeah.
1: LeBron should take Kyrie.
5: Kyrie. So that would
1: be funny. He should take Kyrie. He should take Kyrie. Really? Because, you know, Katie's taking him just because he's got to massage his
2: ego. Like, sorry. You know what I I would do? I would take Kyrie, and then I would bench him. <laughs> Man,
0: that'd be funny. That'd be funny. You know, well, now, you go, now, who gets, now
2: who gets the last shot, huh? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. I'd be petty as hell with he it. He
5: wasn't insulting LeBron. He was just building up KD. Jeez, guys. Yeah, right. You know
2: what? Well, he can build KD off the bench. Yeah. He can sit right there and just, I'd be yeah. petty as hell. Yeah, really? And, I, and then I, I would be like, oh, I thought he was hurt.
5: Going through life yeah. petty is just makes your blood pressure rise, LZ. Yeah. By the way, speaking of tonight's game, though. Uh, uh, forget about the, the guys' can- game. You know what the main attraction for tonight is, guys? You guys haven't even What's, talked about it. Buddy healed, the no. other Bahamian? No, you know what? You guys know what Shaq's doing tonight? What? Shaq and a fool? Besides that. What? Shaq's actually wrestling tonight on, on TNT. No way. Against Cody Rhodes. Oh my god. I'll oh wow. That. Dusty Rhodes son. Yeah, it starts at five o'clock, so it's on right now, but it probably won't be coming until close to seven o'clock to the main event. But him and Cody Rhodes and Shaq's partner is a young lady called Red Velvet. And then Ooh. Cody Rhodes' partner no, Shaq's partner is called Jade. Wait till you see this girl, Elsie. She got more muscles than you. Oh Let me she take a is world. built. And Shaq's uh, teammate, uh, Cody's teammate, is red velvet. So it was like a mixed tag team event. I love it. Michael, I remember when
0: I brought up AEW to you a couple
5: years ago, and you said, ah, minor leagues. Now you watching it. Oh, I'm uh, hooked on it. That's way better than a WWE. Yeah, I told you at yes. the time. So wait, so Michael,
1: good. you know, earlier you told me about all your kind of crazy things you do in a hotel room because you're a total germaphobe. Yeah. You're, you're also a pro wrestling, like oh, nut, for real? I love pro wrestling. Okay, love so wrestling. do you go old school? Because like oh, for me, you school. mentioned Dusty Rhodes' kid. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair were like my two, you know, angel and devil sitting on my childhood shoulders. Right. I love Dusty Rhodes more than anything. Hard times, daddy. Elsie, do you know what I'm talking about right now?
2: I, I haven't the slightest oh, idea. LC. I know. LZ's got no soul. I, I do have a soul.
5: <laughs> You should know all this stuff. You should know Dusty Rhodes and Rick. and you, know, you The American dream, Woo! Dusty Rhodes here that's at right. the Omni Hotel in Atlanta. Yeah. Hey, yeah. That's right. His, his hard time uh, speech. What's another one of the greatest Scott the great.
1: Listen to me. <laughs> hard times, Daddy, and it, it resonates still today. Yep. You don't know hard times. Yep. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times is when the auto workers are out of work. And hard times is when a man has worked in a job for 30 years. 30 years. They kick him in the butt. They give him a watch and they say, hey, brother, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard
5: times. (laughs) He was a preacher boy. Our boy could talk, Dusty Rhodes. LZ, I I can't believe you didn't grow up with these guys.
2: Well, I don't need no Dusty Rhodes to lecture me about hard times. I'm just going to tell you that right here now.
5: (laughs) (laughs) You can't give no speech like that, though. You can't give no motivational talk like that, LZ.
2: (laughs) I can tell you about hard times.
5: Let's hear it, then. Wait, and, and, Shaq and also, is
2: wrestling right now. I'm, I'm
1: being told on Twitter he's wrestling right now. Oh, he's Michael, on, he's right now. He's on That's, right now.
0: Okay. Shaq, all right. I'm flipping it on. right now. I got to find us them. real okay. quick. We have callers. We have callers. LZ asked if you can sniff a vegan for some reason. Um, <laughs> we have who do we have on the line? We have Jason and Downey. Jason, go ahead. So um, I know the point of
7: veganism is to kind of be good with the animals, but also to share the to be good with the environment and. I have a few vegan friends, and a lot of them are very particular with their deodorant. So uh-huh. it's just like they can't just go get an Old Spice with the fresh smell or the oh, Maui yeah. scent. Yeah. And um, it's really hard for them to find a good one. So sometimes yeah. they don't even wear deodorant. And, you know, so that's Thanks. how you're able to actually smell the vegans. They uh-huh. just smell pretty good. And, and, and what shout out to you, Michael,
1: and, man.
2: And, and what do you say to these non-deodorant-wearing friends in the yeah. middle of summer?
1: Yeah, non deodorant
7: I mean, vegans.
2: hey,
1: man. I
7: appreciate that, but you're not getting in my
0: car. (laughs) 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 That's right. I'm coming over to
5: your house I'm sitting on your couch. That's funny.
0: Uh, Let me sneak in one more. Hold on. Who do we have? Uh, Who is the other caller? Oh, Josh in Inglewood. Josh, what's up?
7: Hey, uh, I was going to say the same thing about the deodorant. Funny story. I drove cross country with my sister who's vegetarian, and she wore one of those nasty-ass... Powder deodorant and just smelt like onion the entire time. <laughs> nasty just nasty oh, so you, know, that's I, what I think you can spot the vegan by just
1: the the onion aroma coming out of there <laughs> it's so true dude there you know back in the Thanks, day Josh. when you used to be able to go to the gym right there'd always be that one guy that just stunk to high hell and it wasn't body odor it was it was that oniony deodorant that that he was wearing, and it just was just making me want to throw up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I I mean, yeah, yeah. There there is that person, uh, Michael. Let mm. le- let me ask you this now. Your boy Magic Johnson. Yeah. Uh, one of the greatest players of all time, yes. one of the greatest humans of all time, right? Yep. Um, he you know does such great work here in Southern California and across the country and the world really, but you know his stint as a front office guy. Mm-hmm. Um, however, one thing he nailed right away was that Luke Walton was not head coaching material. And I feel like that is bearing itself
5: out in his time in Sacramento. But he did so well when he was a head coach at Golden State. He won 24-0. Right, with Seriously? Steph and Draymond and Clay. What's wrong with that, <laughs> LZ?
2: Come on, man. Well, somebody had to coach him. You start, Mike, so- Mike Brown took over and, and damn near repeated himself and did the same thing.
5: Well, I heard that argument about Phil Jackson in Chicago or L.A. with Kobe and Shaq that anybody could coach that team, right? That's not true. No, there. I don't no, say anybody. No, 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 I don't agree with that.
2: Yeah. I don't I don't say anybody either, but I will say this. There is something to be said about the coaches who can only be successful when they have Hall of Famers in their prime
5: mm-hmm.
2: versus coaches who can figure it out with lesser talent. Now I'm not saying that the coaches like a Phil Jackson who's been blessed to have Hall of Fame talent in their primes throughout most of his career isn't a great coach. But I'm more impressed by the things that Brad Stevens has been able to do with nothing. I've been more impressed by what a Doc Rivers was able to do with nothing. That Clippers team he had last year won two games against the Golden State Warriors. (laughs) So when it comes to giving propers, I tend to look at the guys who are able to do it without the Joes and and, and the All-Stars. It's not
5: Luke's fault because Vlade drafted Bagley instead of Luka.
2: No, 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 no. That's not not, his fault. But the fact that
5: they're the the worst defense in NBA history, and that's not
0: even an exaggeration, that's a legitimate statement, Mm -hmm. um, is kind of on him.
1: Yeah, what do you guys think they would be in Sacramento if Frank Vogel were their coach? Better than this.
2: Yeah, but how much? Well, I mean, pl- they would have a, They would have an identity first of all,
0: right? They'd be a defensive team. They'd be for a sure. defensive
2: team, exactly. What kind yeah. of team is Luke coaching? What kind I'm of saying, team has he ever coached? I what really has been the calling card of any of the teams he's been a head they run, coach of? But they run. so does everybody else. Everybody yeah. runs. It's uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I just don't think he's got much. And I think Bagley. By the way, I mean, he is just. I got to just say it. He's just soft looking.
5: Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. All
1: right, we got to run. Michael, you and Sleeward coming up next, yeah. right?
5: That's right.
0: The Spock, right. Spock, and the Jock. <laughs> All right, Lakers pregame <laughs> is coming up next. Michael and John will have the call after that. Stick around. We're back. Full show tomorrow and Friday. Sedano, LZ, and Cap, seven ten ESPN.